Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Therapy is Life where thinking, feeling, and experience and well-being is what we do. Hi, y'all, folks. It's been a minute, but we here. Today, we're going to be celebrating hip-hop, and you don't stop. 50 years, y'all, right? We're going to be talking about mental health and hip-hop. We're going to try to bring this together. Today, I got with me Jamal Boyd, better known as... Maul G. Maul G. Yes, sir. We also have BK Watts, our producer, also a go to go a guy who thinks he knows hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, so does Jamal. Of course, you got me, Joe McGee, clinical therapist, social worker. I don't know that much, but I'm here. And Naisha uh, Perry, clinical therapist, the director and CEO of. Trumpet Counseling. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And avid hip-hop connoisseur. Yes. Avid. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Y'all, we want to talk about hip-hop and we want to talk about mental health. We're going to bring this together. We're going to start off by just having a little discussion about our top five. What is your top five? You want to start with me? Yeah. My top five? Yeah. All right, so my top five, I just wrote this list because sometimes it evolves, but right now, in this present moment, I'm going to have to say LL Cool J. And one? No, this is not in the top five. Okay, okay. No particular order. No particular order. LL, Nas, Andre 3000, Q-Tip, and Lauren Hill. Oh, love okay. that. Yeah, yeah, It's my top five MCs of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, I'm, 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 I'm feeling you, man. You got something you want to say about that, BK? I ain't got a word to say. I have nothing for you. Yeah, nothing to say. That, that early contra- uh He's stressing uh, my mental health out already. We had early so, conversations about the LLP, so I know that's it's, it's uh, kind of I ain't going to lie to you. I think I'm more offended at the Lauryn Hill. Oh, not to mention, she, I think she sold over a million albums or something like that. That's Listen, that's man, great. The miseducation of Lauren Hill. Listen, man, come on, man. That's what, Put an MC so, in front of her. That's all I got to say. And, and let, let her go at her best. And she yeah. defecating on the microphone, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear? Come on, man. You're right. My brother. Yeah. My brother. What do we do? Yeah, oh, man. man, man. Okay, you want me to go next? Oh, you want to go, Mark? No, it don't. It don't matter. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I can go next. All right, go man. ahead. Oh my gosh, you know, man, this is a toughy one for me because when I started thinking about it and and everything and who I like the best, I gotta say of all time, I gotta put I don't know one A, two A, uh, uh, Tupac, um, uh, Christopher Wallace, Biggie, 
Um, Got to put them on Busta. Got to put him on the list. Uh, Kendrick Lamar mm. and Eminem. Okay. Yeah. It's a strong five. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would agree. That's a strong five. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ladies first? You Ladies first? Yeah, okay. Let me get Hove. Uncle Hove. <laughs> the Jigger Man himself. Respect. You feel mm. me? Uh, Hard let me, life. You feel me? Let me get... Let me get the M and the M. Let me get Marshall Mathers. Mm. Let me get Dre 3K. Mm. I'm going to also need Buster Rhymes. And then we got to round it out with Black Thought. Mm. I'm mad at Thought. Thought, like thought crazy. I ain't Super mad at cra- Thought. Crazy. I ain't mad at Thought at all. I ain't even mad at Thought at all. Gotcha. Gotcha. Strong five. Strong five. I appreciate, it. I appreciate it. All right, all right. Okay. All right. So, so me, don't judge. Okay. We won't. I have to go with Nas, Kendrick Lamar, um, J. Cole. Middle child. You're going crazy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. did I say Jay-Z? No, no. no. Yeah, there you go. Right. Strong, right. five. Strong, strong five. five. Strong, strong five. five. Strong Thank five. Strong five. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I made it through the first test. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, you know, um, so thank you guys for celebrating, uh, tell, you know, celebrating with us today and, and talking about hip hop. I think hip hop started in August 11th, 1973 with a DJ by the name of DJ Cool Herc. Cool Herc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was the first person to use two turntables to, to put a, to put a beat together and, and, and do some mixing. Um, let me ask y'all, what do y'all think are the fundamental components to hip hop music when it started? Obviously, it started in New York City, but what were some of the fundamental components? What did you have to have in order to have hip hop? We got to have an MC, right? Well, I mean, I, yeah, you know, but it, I mean, shit, we didn't even have them in the very beginning. So right. it's like MC came along, you know, and it became like the thing. But you gotta have your you gotta have your MC you gotta have your DJ you gotta have at the especially in the beginning the art you had to have the graffiti mm-hmm. you had to have your break dancing mm-hmm. um, in general and I am missing one graffiti is it is it is it five that did you name five yeah so you said beats rhymes yeah beats rhymes graffiti break dancing. And, and would you say MC? I'm gonna say, would you say no? Well, the rhymes is the, is the MC. Would you say the DJ? The DJ. The DJ. Yeah. I would also say I would also say style though. Yes, definitely you know, style. Like for sure. Dress for sure. and clothes and stuff definitely. is connected with hip hop for sure. Yeah, you know you're what I'm right. saying. Mm-hmm. Every era is the dress has been just as influential with hip hop. Facts. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. What they wearing so. Yeah, it, that, that's the elements of hip hop for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You, y'all remember? I don't know if you saw those movies like Break In and Beat Street, Electric Boogaloo, yeah. all that stuff. Beat Street, the King of the Beats. Like y'all see that? I was actually, portable. I was actually just watching Break Into the other day, like a goof, and I was and I was just, I was just looking at how terrible the 
Where, where <laughs> <laughs> when the when the when the broom levitated and the strings was connected to his hand, I was like, oh damn, this was bad, but still fire though. Terrible, that's my boy. Because because they had they had they had it was a video they had him recreate the uh, they had him recreate the scene, and mm. so he came out and did it and did the whole thing, and it was it was dope. Um, like just recently, you know, what I'm saying he stretched that jacket out, but mm. he he did it though. He got it popping. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gosh, that's what that's what's up. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Ask you guys, what do you think is some of the early music influences um of of hip hop? Well, I would say um, you know, as we was having this conversation earlier, when you talk about the forefathers of hip hop, you gotta think about one James Brown. You have to think about James Brown as being like the original MC, you know, rhyming over beats and, and 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 drum drum loops and stuff like that uh so i would say jim brown for sure i mean james brown <laughs> cleveland james brown um gil scott gil scott heron and the last poets for sure you know what i'm saying no those two poetic aspects of it because poetry spoken word definitely connects to it and then when you was talking earlier about the 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 west coast influence of funk I would say George Clinton, the Parliament Funkadelic sound, you know, that is a core foundation of, you know, some influential sounds of hip hop and jazz music. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, You know, jazz, jazz within itself was kind of like a similar genre of a outcasted type music that I feel like hip hop artists were influenced similarly like jazz artists were influenced, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of create their own culture and style you know, that was mm-hmm. not popular at first and then became what it was. Gotcha, know? gotcha. Of, of course, you know, I would say one of the original poets might have been Satchmo. Why do I feel so black and blue? Like Satchmo <laughs> blue, yeah. 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 <laughs> Talking on the record like Talking that. Talking on the record yeah. like that. The blues and speaking speaking words about life and, and experience. Cab Calloway. Yeah, Cab. You know oh, what I'm saying? Sure. Like, they, they, were, they were essentially doing... Rhyming over records, you know? Yeah, exactly. for real. Rhyming over music. Man, Cab Calloway got joints to yeah. this day. <laughs> like, it, definitely it, got joints. So that's, I feel like, and then you said disco sound yeah, disco, too, yeah, disco. a little bit, you know, for the more popular sound mm-hmm. of it, you mm-hmm. know, I think it birthed from that too. Yeah, Sigur Hill game, right? Kimo Sabe. There you go. Apache is timeless. That still go up in the party today. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, thank you guys for sharing that. I want to ask y'all, we've been talking about hip-hop, and obviously we want to tie it into mental health. So, what do you think about... Some, some early, we get focus on some of our early songs. What do you think is some early songs that may have talked about life and some of the struggles that we have as people, knowing that, you know, hip-hop emerged out of the city of New York in parts of the city where it was minority, um, minorities, African-Americans, of course, and that we, we were struggling. Mm-hmm. And this music emerged, and not just talking about things that made us feel good, but in the sense of talking about things that made us feel good, it was also talking about our pains and our sufferings. Our realities. Our realities. Right. Um, can you guys think of some songs? Or, uh, let's talk about some songs that might have reflected some of this. you got to start with the message just because, I mean, it, it's, 
it speak exactly to everything that you talked about. It's called the message. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's right there in your face, and it gives you. It's one of them first things that gave an insight into what it was that we were experiencing and going through, or people were experiencing and going through, um, and and took it mainstream and spread everywhere. So it was. It became a thing where you couldn't. You may not have known before, but once that was there, you couldn't ignore it or act like you were not at least somewhat aware of the type of things that was going on in our communities. Um, and 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 it was a, a extremely impactful joint, which is why it hit the way that it did. And it brought it connected. The reason it connected, it resonated so much because it was like somebody in New York can hear that and feel like this is my experience. But somebody in LA heard mm-hmm. that and it's like, that's my experience too. And somebody mm-hmm. in Atlanta heard it and that's my experience too. We sure. just, we in different places and now we have something that's connecting us. Cause we didn't have the internet to connect us like that back then, right. but to have music that could resonate and hit and spread everywhere became, is why it became such a major thing. Yeah. Agreed. You know, message, you got to start with the message. Um, I was thinking about songs like, uh, who was it? Houdini who came with friends, yeah. you know, like just really talking about transparency, about like life issues, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Talking about what, what a true friend is to somebody like, you know, not many of us have them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. and, and really just talking about like reality rap, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Not more so just party music, but issues that just people deal with on a daily basis, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that, and I don't know, you said the influence on the West Coast. I think Ice T was probably like one of the original people talking about the street culture and what was mm-hmm. going on in the LA scene. Yeah, you know. So I can't think of the name of the song. You said as soon as he was done breakdancing. Oh yeah, right, yeah. We ain't yeah. forget Tracy. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, those songs for sure. Yeah. So. um you know, when I think about that, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Yeah. It Yo, you know what like, I always wondered? What? Was did he write uh, huh, 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 on the paper? <laughs> <laughs> did he write that? Did he write that on the paper? <laughs> did he write that down? <laughs> we'll, we'll oh, my God. At least freestyle credit on that, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 man. It, that. Yeah, that, that was such a tough time, man. And it sounds like people who are overwhelmed, they're going through a whole lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to think about it, though, in that era, too. And in that particular era is when the crack epidemic hit. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So our 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 neighborhoods, the, the ghetto urban environments were devastated from the crack epidemic. Mm-hmm. And so they had to have an outlet to be able to speak about what was going on and how that influenced and, and devastated communities that was once, you know, thriving and, and once a lot more um, family oriented, how that destroyed families and stuff like that, how the streets influenced what was going on, you know what I'm saying? Right, on, on right, that side. Because right. a lot of what we uh, saw in, like, we saw movies like... Um, some New Jack City? New Jack City, when we saw movies, when we saw movies like uh, South Central, mm-hmm. when we saw... Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Boys in the hood, Boys in the hood. Society, Society. Yeah. All the hood classics. Uh, yeah, yes. all those movies. 
were reflective of things that was happening in the 80s. And even right now, when we talk about how bad gun violence and stuff is, mm-hmm. I mean, if we go back and look at the data, man, it was bad in the 80s. Yeah. It was rough, man. I, I think, what, by the, uh, by the late 80s, we was calling black men an endangered species. Mm. Yeah. Which is mm. wild. <laughs> that's when I yeah. came out. You know what I'm saying? Like a new mixtape. Yeah. That's when you came out with me. Yeah, that's, when, that's when, no, I'm saying that's when I came out. <laughs> you came out. I was born in 87. 87? <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. A lot of think about that. Yeah, so those songs were very, uh, very powerful, man. Um, is any anything else about that era you think is important in in and giving us a foundation of how rap would move and, and talk about our problems and our issues? Well, just from the issue aspect of it, are are you saying like where it it, it exposed like, I mean, because you still had certain elements of that early um, rap that kind of talked about, you know, I would say some overly sexualized stuff a little bit, you know, that that, that there were certain elements there um, where you had, you know, kind of like the street, the pimp. Gangster scene was kind of burfing a little bit and mm-hmm. and that just a little bit you know because when you talk about ll for instance right mm-hmm. and look, your, your eyes cringe when i said ll yes. but when he was talking about he was influenced off of like the the, the drug dealers right mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. like so there was a part where he, they talked about the struggle but then there was a certain element of glorification for the, the the people who were selling the drugs too, you know, seeing them be the flyest ones with the gold chains, you know, the gazelle glasses, the whole style that all the street gangsters was really wearing at that time, you know, hip hop was influenced with, with that too. So mm-hmm. there was a certain birth of the glorification of yeah. the people who was messing up the community too, you know, at the same right. time. So I think, yeah, I mean, like I said, go to the West Coast. I see a lot of his stuff was, you know, speaking from I'm the drug dealer, I'm the pusher, you know, I'm, I'm the one who who's kind of doing this and kind of making that start to look cool. Right, right. Yeah, but you that's know. a level of acceptance, you know. When you go through a traumatic experience early on, it was about, like, the trauma, the devastation, what it's doing to the community. Right. And everybody was, like, rapping about it in that way. And then it becomes... It's not going anywhere. We accept it. So how do we, um, how do we like conform to it now? Instead of seeing it as such a bad thing, all right, well, what's the good that's coming out of it? Even though none of it was really good. But, you know, culturally, we are so resilient that we find a way to make it work. Right. So it's like, okay, well, our communities are being, you know, torn, torn apart. But also the people who are selling it are able to give back financially. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at New Jack City. Yes, he was a Nino Brown as a drug dealer, but he was handing out them turkeys. Right. You know, right, <laughs> it's right. like you helping people out in the community um, and paying pay, uh, people's bills and helping out the grandparents and things like that. But the underlying issue was not being resolved. Right. And then too, thinking about when you talk about that early 80s period. So then we, like we were talking earlier about like people like Karis one. Right. Mm-hmm. So Karis one started with a group BDP who came up with the album criminal minded, Mm -hmm. right? So criminal minded was basically narrating and telling people the perspective of a drug dealer and what was going on in the streets from that perspective. But then towards the later part of those eighties, he kind of even involved from just talking about the street part 
to becoming more political and putting it on where the government and the society that we live in is the reason why this is why it is. You know what I'm saying? Kind of more so speaking truth to justice, you know, on why our people are now in this epidemic where we got crack in our communities and, you know, people strung out. Well, it ain't just us doing it. It's somebody oppressing us. And it's a stem from, you know, the oppression of oppressed people in this country. Right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, so being right. that voice. Right, right, right. You know, I always thought that, you know, being African-American, uh, we always found a way to make things happen. And we'll take the little bit that people give us and we'll find a way to create something rich. I mean, think about it. I mean, this not may, may not make sense to y'all, but look, man, we, we, we invented chitlins, man. Mm. We, we, took, mm. we, we took the worst we part of the pig and we, we made it work for us, man. Right. So, Resilient. Hey, hey, and, and seriously, I remember when I was a kid, man, I'm, I'm in the house, man. My mom made some chitlins. I smelled the stuff. And it didn't smell right to me. She put it over some some rice. And I remember I ate all around the chitlins, all the stuff, because I just didn't like the way it smelled. They mm. smacking it. And then I stop and I'm like, well, I'm down to the chitlins now. <laughs> I would have no stretched exactly. and went to bed. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate like, y'all, man. Like, this is great. Hey. Uh, that you ain't put no hot sauce on it, though? No, I ain't like, put no hot sauce on it, man. I ain't trying to mess up my appendix, man. I was like... Six years old, man. I remember that. But but seriously, man, like like evolve, and moving into the eighties, because you know, and obviously thinking about some of the uh, and moving in farther into the eighties, that I guess we might consider the next era of uh, rap music. Um, well, I think they might call that the new school era. Um, Run DMC and that mm-hmm. group. Right, right, what right, what right. is what is what is some of the songs? What are some of the the, the messages you think was being presented about mental health? Doing that era. I think you've you already talked about some of that though already. Man, bit. listen, that's where we got Rock Kim, bro. The first oh, thing that comes yes. to mind is a visual. A visual. A, an Adidas jumpsuit. A <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the whole visual. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> break out my cardboard, you know. Like that's that's where we started to get the real like man, like the real like adoption of like of other of other stuff like like Run DMC with my Adidas, mm-hmm. like it was going crazy. That's when it became crazy. Like yo, they like that. We all like that. Right. Yeah. Like going crazy. Like mm-hmm. that was so for the young bucks before y'all all went crazy for the Air Force Ones when Nelly dropped. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody went crazy for the Adidas. Uh, we yeah, run DMC, DMC. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And the shell toe Adidas, man. man. That was just, the man. classic shell toe, going yeah, crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, I think too. Like that's the time frame when corporate America started seeing that yeah. you can market things through this music. You know yes. what I mean? Right, like in right. the beginning parts, they ain't even like they say they ain't even think hip hop was gonna last ten years. Right. You right. know what I mean? So about now at this point, they doing sold out arenas. They going worldwide. All these teenage kids is going crazy for the music, and they saying like, "Oh, these rappers have influence, mm-hmm. right? You know, we, we we can market stuff through them." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, like like you said, they had all the kids in America wanting a pair of shell toe Adidas. Yeah, yeah. and, and so it, black white didn't matter. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that 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 influence of 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 style and seeing where hip hop can market stuff, I think started. Birthing in a whole crazy way in that era for sure. I mean, do, do, let me ask you this: Do y'all think the 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 craze about tennis shoes in general started to 
blow up during that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, People started yeah, getting yeah. ridiculous about shoes. No, nah, they bro. definitely yeah. started getting ridiculous about shoes. You know what I'm saying? I, I, Mark, I, what kind I of would, shoes you got on? Huh? Yeah. What shoes you got on? Actually, I have these are Adidas. Mm-hmm. I have I have on a pair of uh, uh, Yoshi Yamamoto uh, Shiku runs. They are Y threes by Adidas. Mm-hmm. That's a fire. Who's the creator? Hmm? Who's the creator? Yoshi Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yoshi Yamamoto is, is is a is a is a designer who collaborated with the fine white folks at Adidas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just an example. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. So, but and I mean, and that's and that's 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 crazy because. He done done so many different joints, and that's just that's influence of of this brand that in touch from here to the east, mm-hmm. and all the way back. So yeah, Adidas definitely been out here, and then that definitely started the shoe craze. I would I would agree. Yeah, I would say yeah, 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 the yeah. first the first fight over somebody stepping on somebody's shoes had to be a pair of Adidas. It, it's, it's almost a statistical. It got to yeah. be. It, <laughs> it got to be. It, it definitely started with the Adidas for sure, and then. Late '80s when when that man Michael Jordan hit the scene, yeah, yeah, boy, oh my and, god, and, and them Jordans yeah. hit. It was it was different, bro. Like, different, man. They were. Killing I remember watching over those shoes. Watching, uh, oh yeah, right, chilling, Robin, and, and and also the felines, man. When the felines first came out, oh, all the, yeah, feline line. Yeah, uh, Grand Hills was a must. Okay. Grand Hills was a must. Deodore. I mean, uh, Troop. Uh, British Knights. British I don't know Knights. if you remember the British Knights, man. Like British Knights, man. British Knights. The PF Flyers. The Reebok Pumps. We were talking pump, about the yeah, pumps. Yeah, we just got done yeah, talking about the man, pumps, like, man. Oh, and don't forget about the Pumas. The Pumas, you know. Yeah. That's B-Boy. That's B-Boy yeah, style yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. That's what all Pumas the breakdowns was. Pumas B-Boy style. Yeah, hey, hey. They had the suede ones. So they had the suede ones back then, too, man. Absolutely. And the, and the guys were wearing with the with breakdancers were wearing with the fat shoestrings, man. Absolutely. You had to have meaty laces. Some fat, bright neon so, colors. So kind of tying, tying that conversation back to the mental health piece of mm-hmm. it, right? Right. I know for me, you know, it influenced my mental health. Like, now, I'm elementary school age, right? But to see, go on Rap City and look at the rappers wearing those shoes and then for me to get them and put them on my feet, it it changed my whole mind frame because now I feel like it gives me like superhero powers, mm-hmm. man, to have Confidence. these shoes on my feet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I got the yeah. same shoes that I yeah. seen, you know, a uh, uh, kid in play wearing, you know what I mean? I got the same George he got on. So now I'm walking in school feeling the confidence of the rapper now, you yeah. know, that, that right. gave me that confidence, that self-esteem for myself when before having them, you know, I'm, I'm man. I had to beg my mother to get me some name brand shoes. Like she used to right. take me to Payless or uh, uh, I forget the other name of the store, Tom McCann, you know, and get the <laughs> knockoff versions. And I wanted the real versions. And you know, kids was crucial in them days. They was clowning you if you wasn't. Yeah, you know, you had, what I'm on, you had like, on them buddies. You yeah, was getting yeah. cooked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, I know for a mental health piece that it gave me a. a, a Maybe a false sense of uh, confidence, but it was definitely a level of confidence that came with dressing like the rappers. You yeah. know, yeah, and it definitely negatively impacted you if you 
didn't have those have things it. and you couldn't get those things and then it that that affected that affected the circle you was in you know what I'm saying yep. everybody over here got the Jordans on and you can't you can't be over here with the BS you got to go on somewhere with the with the knockoff you know what I'm saying with the avia zone exactly. you got to go away bro the XJ like, 900s man that's what they was called man the yeah, knockoff jays like, the XJ 900s you you could you couldn't be over here with those like that 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 to get you picked on it to get you it to get you laughed at it to yep. get you beat up <laughs> like, that's Seriously. crazy like that, that that became a thing that them status symbols like the, I feel like the Introduction of status symbols into our community is one of the, is is something that's an underrated negative impact on our community. For sure, is the way that we treat people based on things that it's they that they have or can't get, or can't afford, and you feel like you supposed to be better than somebody because you can or you got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Especially as kids. Mm-hmm. You right. broke. You, don't have any you ain't got no money regardless. Money. Like right. you, you only got them because your parents could afford them. That don't make right. you special. Right. <laughs> I mean, your parents went to work, bro. Like, and that's yeah. it. But, but as kids, we're stupid and don't don't understand those types Judgmental. of thoughts. Judgmental Put and in a little box. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you, you know what? I remember this song. Rejects a dollar forty nine. Rejects make your feet feel fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, you wore some of those shoes, man. That's what they be calling your rejects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what were some of the lyrics? You know, we think about mental health with the Run DMC and the other. You know, I'm yeah, not really familiar Jay. with everybody's names, Rocky. but okay, tell him all. What were some of the lyrics that really expressed some of their mental health and some of the mental health issues in the community during those times? Um, well, you know, like I, I could, I could give an easy one, you know, just as far as like going back to groups that I felt like spoke to truth, truth to power was groups like public enemy. Right. So mm-hmm. public enemy coming out with a song, fight the power, mm-hmm. you know, and the lyrics of fight the power. I can't quote them verbatimly, mm-hmm. but if you read the lyrics, it's almost like, uh, 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 Huey P. Newton speech. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's sitting there on the podium, you know, basically speaking real truth to power and really speaking to how this corrupt system has oppressed a group of people and how, you know, it's affected us. And so, like I said, I can't quote the, the lines right now mm-hmm. verbatimly because I got too many lines in my head right now, but it was those type of lyrics that I felt like I I think they looked at it as a threat, you know, to to where they wanted to bring the source social norm over, you know, controlling the hip hop music as it as it evolved. Absolutely. You know, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely had them with those types of records with with uh Fight the Power in itself was already was crazy because then you had it kind of shifted and went from that party music then it went to, you know, you had then you started to get like, you know, more intricacies with the lyrics and then actually started to outside of it. Cause it's, it's crazy to think that like outside of records, like the message, it wasn't really that many of those. Right. Right. By comparison to how much it was just party, good time, feel good, kick mm-hmm. it music. Curtis Blow style. Right. Mm-hmm. And then eventually to get to, you know, later into the eighties and then going into the nineties where it started to become like, Hey, like, now we we know we got a voice, and these are the things that we feel, and we're gonna speak about 
what we going through, what we experience, what we seeing. We're going to speak about racism. We're going to speak about. So it was like it was those that time made a complete shift in what the music was. And then I feel like gave birth to what we really like, what, what would probably be like the golden era in the 90s, because then it became kind of a combination of the two. And you could really you can go to any one group and get some of any of those flavors and, and speak to what we was experiencing. But something definitely shifted and, and <laughs> there's conspiracy theories, but something definitely shifted where it started to get maybe a little too conscious, a little too woke, a little too speaking on what we was going through there and making go. people start to change their attitudes and the way that they was moving and standing in solidarity. That really started to happen. And that showed us the power and the real influence of that music. And like Maul said, corporate America came and got them hands in there like, we going to do something else. Yep. Yeah. You, the segue artist, though, that I felt like it was between like the the extreme conscious and then where it turned into like the gangster and, and all those elements came in. The one artist, though, that I felt like blew hip hop to the next level of stardom and, and, and world exposure was MC Hammer. Hammer, mm. yeah, Hammer. In okay. 1990, right? Mm -hmm. That cross between 80s and when MC Hammer came out, he had that like almost Michael Jackson type. It was crazy. Pop appeal. It the was glam. crazy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. with, with him and Vanilla Ice, because Vanilla Ice too. Brought in that white. He was like, he was, he was his foil. He was a white, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. was, if you ain't gonna feel hammer, you're gonna feel MC uh, yeah, uh, Vanilla, Vanilla Ice. Ice. So then that exploded hip hop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Just that that exposure. They went in Grammys. Yeah. So now hip hop is worldwide yeah. at this point. This. You know what I'm saying? He the, Those artists, I feel like, took hip hop worldwide. So right. now hip hop is all over the map. And now, even more so, Corporate America sees okay, we can influence yeah. and and grab hold of. They got commercials. MC Hammer was on Pepsi commercials, and you know he yeah. all over the place. Movies stuff starting to come through crazy. Yeah. You seeing it on everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. right though, because Vanilla Ice got the, had his had his little movie. Mm -hmm. um, then you had. Um, she was in. He did. He did the Ninja Turtle soundtrack, bro. Like exactly. Now, now you got. Now you got hip hop. Directly hitting the kids, exactly. <laughs> like you got ice, you got vanilla ice in the Ninja Turtles movie, not just on the soundtrack, but in the movie doing yep. the performance at the concert, and then being on the soundtrack and and going even further up, even after the controversy and getting sued and right. all that. Like, and that's when it really became so much a thing where people was like, all right, but well, we was doing this conscious thing and we was talking about these messages, but like if we do that. We got a chance of really getting up out of here and getting get to that this money. money, and and once that became a thing, then that's where that shift went from us speaking on us, us speaking on these messages, to us speaking on whatever we had to. Yeah, it became a to generalized. Get on. It right. was no longer just about our culture, but then it became generalized for everybody. Right now, we now we trying to make now we trying to make joints not just for us. We making joints for everybody. Gotcha, 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 man. That's 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 some that's some good stuff, man. Mm. Um, I, I got to say, though, um, in that time period, we were talking about the shoes and materialism and actually us, our self-esteem being somehow influenced by the things that we had. Y'all was pointing to that. I think that, yeah, that was hitting hard in the 80s. Right. And obviously basketball and, and Michael Jordan and all the shoe stuff, it, it really was hitting 
that started hitting hard. I think we already had the issue with the jeans because the designer jeans back then was already an issue. But now you had the shoes. We always like to dress good. We always like to dress good, but it just became yeah. it just became more uh, emphasized right. uh, during that time. And look, that self concept thing I think was so important. But now we move into the uh, into the nineties. We might call it the golden age, the age of. Pop, the age of Notorious B.I.G., the age of um, so many others, man. What's y'all thoughts on that, man? What, you know, what's some of y'all favorite songs from that time? And obviously, how does it, how do you think it, uh, they talked about mental health issues, of course. Thank you for listening to us today. This, we're going to wrap up this episode on hip hop and mental health. I hope you gain something from this. If you like what we've discussed, please like us, add your comments in the drop down box. Do you guys have a wonderful day and we'll be continuing this discussion in our next episode.